0: It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength, while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Aarons.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get Mental here on The Answer San Diego, 1170 AM, 96.1 FM in North County. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is your host, Cecile Aarons, licensed psychotherapist in San Diego, California, and the owner of Transcend Therapy, where we provide individual, couples, and family counseling. You can check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com, TranscendTherapyCA.com, and you may also listen to our podcast, Get Mental, wherever you listen to your podcast. But um, we, are, we are on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor, but we're also on other uh, platforms. So I'm very excited, everyone, because today we have the pleasure of having Chaplain Angela Reedy mm-hmm. join us again. She was here a f- couple of weeks ago, well, uh, f- she called in yeah. um, when we did an episode on grief and loss. And we are going to continue this conversation, but more on the subject of caregivers and how it affects caregivers. So welcome back, Angela. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to be here. So stick around because we have a great informative show coming up. And if you're a caregiver, you don't wanna miss this. This is going to be really supportive and informational for you. Mm -hmm. And when we say caregivers, we're talking about friends and family members who are tasked with caring in part or in whole for a person who is ill and or in the process of dying. Mm -hmm. That's what the show is about today. But for those of you new to the show, Get Mental is where we discuss all things mental health, normalize conversations about mental health, simplify the language. I'm really big on that. And if you want to suggest future topics, have burning questions, or you'd like to become a sponsor or advertise on the show, you may email us at transcendtherapy@gmail.com. at transcendtherapy at gmail.com or call us at 619-823-1382, 619-823-1382. The show is community funded and your donation will make a difference. It takes a village and it's up to us to stand against the mental health crisis that we face today. So I think it sh- we should probably just start with um, a basic definition of, of, of a caregiver.
2: Sure, sure. Um. You know, you had mentioned it in this context of somebody who's who's dying or, you know, the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically a caregiver often is a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be hired. It could be a neighbor. It could be somebody who's caring for the safety of another, young, old, sick. Um, so for the context of this show, I know we're kind of focusing on the grieving process and loss or as it relates to death and dying. Right. But... Um, I think it's important to highlight that family members often are the caregivers, but they don't give themselves the caregiving label or name. They are the niece or the daughter, or they're still the family.
0: right? And
2: um, And don't give themselves the credit. Exactly. I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So I mean, a basic definition of a caregiver is somebody who provides needs for someone who is unable to meet their own needs. And that can look like, Dressing, using the bathroom, feeding themselves, cleaning the house. The, the, um, the level of the degree of caregiving varies. And right. so um, what we often see, though, when it comes closer to death or dying particularly, is what we call this loss of independence or active daily living acti- activities, mm-hmm. ADLs, mm-hmm. Um, which looks like stuff like picking out my clothes, right. needing the assistance going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to cook, mm-hmm. clean, pay the bills, things like that.
1: So um, it's very multifaceted. Absolutely, the roles of a a caregiver. I think you bring up an important point in that the the degree of involvement varies. It
2: does. It does, and then it can be when you have the family side of it who, who is the who's the family member and not a hired or what we would call sometimes i call that kind of a non-biased per, person mm-hmm. if you have someone that's hired that comes into the home they don't know the family history they don't know the dynamics the structure the roles that people play the culture really mm-hmm. that can play into that that's mm-hmm. really big um so from a cultural standpoint again too that the caregiver who is the daughter is just being a daughter right? Right? In that family or cultural Mm -hmm. context that Mm -hmm. they're just doing their due diligence, their duty as a daughter maybe. Um, But the roles that they're taking on of having to not only watch out for their own families or care for their own families, but now they're caring for their parent. And what does it look like when mom needs, she can't use the bathroom anymore, and she can't take a shower by herself. And there's a lot of just humility that comes in that, or embarrassment, shame a lot of times.
1: Yes. So the emotions that come with that. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think it's such an important job, and that's why I wanted to dedicate a whole show talking about it, because we were talking offline, Mm -hmm. and you used a really awesome word to describe it, the disenfranchised Disenfranchised. group of people that nobody really gets right. to, to, to we don't really talk about it right. in public as a society, but yeah. it, they do such important critical work.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know? And I think that's just to kind of, that disenfranchise is a really big word, right? Mm-hmm. And so just to kind of clear that up, it really means anything that's not socially or n- I use this quotation, right? Like right. normally recognized. Yes. If this Thank is my spouse, then it's relatively expected that my spouse, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the primary grieved, right? Right. But we don't recognize anybody else who is in part of that process, whether hired or neighbor or even um, a different degree of relative, a niece, a nephew, someone who's not in the nucleus of the family Yes, doesn't get recognized to be somebody who may be a grieving just, just as much or even more, depending on the relationship.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I found this uh, list of just some basic um, responsibilities and duties of a yes. caregiver. This is from vantagemobility.com. I thought it would be great to just break, uh, bring it up. Because I personally didn't even realize how yeah. many things a caregiver actually does on yeah. a daily basis. So I'm going to just read it off. Assisting with personal care, that's bathing, grooming, dressing, toileting, and exercise. Basic food preparation, preparing meals, shopping, housekeeping, laundry, running errands. Mm -hmm. General health care, that's overseeing medication, prescription usage, appointment reminders, administering medicine, mobility assistance, help with getting in and out of a wheelchair car or shower personal supervision, Mm -hmm. providing constant companionship and general supervision, transportation um, assistance, emotional support, care for the elderly that's orienting or grounding someone, say with Alzheimer's disease or Mm -hmm. dementia, um, relaying information from a doctor to family members. Mm -hmm. So they're like the liaison as well. um, And the care manager, Uh, backup care or respite service, so providing other caregivers a break yeah sometimes there's you know backup yes. help that families sy- families have kind of arranged a system for that mm-hmm. home organization so packing cleaning for a trip travel help mm-hmm. uh general house care health monitoring and so forth yeah amazing i was like oh, oh my god that is a lot yeah i mean you think you know intellectually but until you start Educating yourself and being a a caregiver personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not, but I know somebody, a very, very good friend of mine is, and I have a whole level of appreciation and respect for what she does.
2: Yeah. It's one of the, it really is one of the hardest jobs in the world. You know, as you're describing that, makes me, I mean, it feels so
1: overwhelming just looking at it. I mean, reading it off.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's backbreaking, right? Like you're, you're moving someone. You are probably, a good spend of the good majority of your day hunched over just in a physical posture alone. Right. And that doesn't take into consideration what your own physical ailments might be, mm-hmm. whether it's a knees or or anything of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was making me think of, you said dementia and I thought stay at home mom, right? I don't know if you've <laughs> ever heard this, but um, when I was a stay at home mom, I thought, oh, okay, uh, stay at home mom's salary, should yes. be close to about 100,000, just kind of out the door, right? Right. Caregiving, a lot of the times, there's a lot of parallels you can yes. see.
1: I actually was thinking that. I'm like, yes. this is some of the stuff I do at home now. As a mother. As right. a mother. But no, there are very unique yes. things that a caregiver does that a mother right. would not have to be confronted with. Yeah,
2: and there's an exchange a lot of times it's happening with power, authority. Oh, yes. If I'm the person getting the care... And I have a certain way I want things done or, (laughs) or I'm just mad because I don't want help to go to the bathroom. Right. You know, those utterances, I call them excited utterances, (laughs) right? We can (laughs) reframe, reframe. Exactly. Um, But when those things you're dealing with that emotional level too, or how do you remain calm? Yes. How do you not react and get defensive when somebody is just PO'd because, you know, Um, you didn't get the right creamer and you're
1: trying your best. Right. And then on top of that, it's, I know that it's hard for them to see their parent or loved one decline and, you know, behave in that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's
2: hurtful. Very. It can be very hurtful, especially when you said the dementia part, right. Mm -hmm. When we, when we add those things into it, Mm -hmm. um, the behaviors just aren't normal. I was writing, I said, have you ever tried to brush someone's teeth before?
1: An adult's teeth? I was going to say, well, a child, and that's challenging enough. (laughs) Well,
2: an adult's really challenging. You know, I mean, unless they can take them out, that kind of helps and you can brush them. But I mean, my goodness, some people have never seen someone take out their teeth before. So you're kind of dealing with the shock,
1: maybe sometimes of trauma. Yeah.
2: How you've never seen your mom without her teeth or whatever that looks like. Right. And now just
1: helping with bathing and and toilet needs. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, redirecting. You know, how do I redirect the, the frustration? If I have somebody who's a wanderer and they want to go outside and I'm the caregiver and mm-hmm. they keep going for the door, mm-hmm. now we have to start, you mentioned this, this safety or yes. thinking ahead. Yes. Do I need to put a lock at the very top that they can't reach? Right. How do we implement those strategies Right. as a caregiver to stay that one step ahead yeah. to hopefully prevent these yes outbursts
1: really? Yes. Yeah. And for all our listeners and viewers, we're going to talk about resources at the end of this show mm-hmm. so so that you know there is real help available out there in the community today and that you don't have to do this alone.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot of times free.
1: <laughs> Even better. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's talk about the challenges of caregiving because mm-hmm. we're kind of already, you know, touching on that anyway. Okay. Um so I guess one of the things we, we just started to talk about is the, the overwhelm. Right,
2: right. Um, again, I always want to bring it back that it does depend on the relationship at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. But when someone is losing their independence and they are getting to a point where they are needing to be cared for in whatever that looks like for them, particularly, um, there can be this feeling that they're a burden. And so, when someone feels like they're a burden to someone else, and the day in and day out operations where they're trying to tell, especially in a in a parental role reversal, or when it is the family member being the caregiver, Mm -hmm. that's when that burden or exchange of burden is a little is heavier, Mm -hmm. oftentimes. And so, how do I get off that repeat tape player of you know I. I just don't want to be a burden to you or I really appreciate this. And, and it's just so many times we're like, I know, I know, I know you told me, I know you don't want to have to do this. I know. And it really is like a child, like a two-year-old, you're repeating, repeating, and that just comes with its own frustration. And reassuring.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because the person needing the help is, you know, getting reminded all the time of their dependency. Exactly. Exactly.
2: I try to turn that into a, can we just receive the love? Yes. Because I think we have people, we have a hard time receiving.
1: Absolutely.
2: And, um, we are used to giving it is part of our nature, you know, or, or just not being cared of. So we don't, we don't do well at receiving anything, Mm -hmm. especially in that context. Right. Um, I think that one of the challenges we talked about, uh, dementia. Yes. Right. You have, and you have lots of different kinds. You have Alzheimer's, you have Parkinson's type, you have um, types that are induced from a stroke, you have types that are related to Lewy body disease or, or, um, you know, ALS. So there's lots of different types of dementia. But one of the things that um, can happen, we know forgetfulness, repeating oneself, Mm -hmm. right? And irritability. Irritability. I hear that a lot, anger, outbursts. Yes. You have to think of what part of the brain is being affected Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. by the dementia, um, and you know this, right? We have this frontal lobe mm-hmm. and sometimes those things that control our impulses. Yes. So speaking of impulses, um, indecently exposing oneself. Right. That happens, yes. you know? And if I'm a caregiver, hired, or even my family, and then all of a sudden my dad's, you know, exposing himself to me <laughs> kind of in a sexual way, but he d- he's not getting it. Right. Well now, oh my gosh, can I not take him outside anymore? Mm-hmm. How do I stop this? Do I correct him? Is it wrong?:
1: Like these are just these things that you don't realize until it yes, happens?: Yes. And then having to also process right. the grief right. that goes with That's that. Right. Because now you're starting to really see the decline yeah. of someone you love. Yes. right So you have this practical aspect of it that you need to manage mm-hmm. but then you also have the huge emotional grief process yes that happens yeah which i I think for caregivers happens a lot early on in the process
2: yeah we mentioned that last time anticipatory 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 grief grief Mm -hmm. is that you know this is happening you're watching it and we kind of we prepare ourselves and incrementally yes yeah so um but you're exactly right that Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that when you're just watching it unfold yes um one of the other challenges that sometimes we'll see is um, being accused. Being accused. accused or dealing with family members who maybe accuse you of manipulating the person that you're caring oh, for.
1: Oh, okay. In a context of... Um, Especially if there's money oh yeah, and assets involved. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: There can be a lot of family dynamics. So the caregiver usually is with that person. Um, maybe they're persuading them to give something to someone else or uh, maybe it's a re- in a religion context right yeah yep. the caregiver is let's say an extremely faithful devout Christian or devout somebody who really believes that the only way to heaven is through Jesus you yes. know and and the person who's being cared for doesn't share that belief right well is the caregiver now imposing their own right Good belief point. or saying you have you have to say it right now I see that
1: happen a lot. Wow, and um, you don't really think about that, mm-hmm. right? So when they have uh, the conflict, conflicting values, exactly is what you're saying. Exactly. how do you reconcile that? How do you right? How do you navigate that right on a day to day basis? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and so that happens. Challenges of caregiving. Okay, so not in the context that maybe we're more familiar, but right. it, you know, like in a substance abuse type situation or yes. trauma yes. crisis. I mean, this is. It is traumatizing in its I, own right. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's this. I'm the only one who can do this ah. as the caregiver. I'm the only one that can make that coffee. I I'm, call that
1: the hero complex. Yeah,
2: right, right. Mm-hmm. And it is that exchange, right? Mm-hmm. They need me to, mm-hmm. and I also feel needed when I. Yes. Yeah, that hero, I, the white horse, the hero. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That yes. happens a lot. Um, or you have the person who maybe on a on a whole is with them more on the hourly basis
1: per week. Mm-hmm. Therefore there's entitlement to make said decisions. And some and there might be some truth to that mm-hmm. in that they know the person the best. Right. Right. So that That's can right. get it can get blurry those lines. They can. You know? Very much. And so the boundaries can be really hard to to determine sometimes. Yeah. If they're so enmeshed.
2: Yes and who's paying
1: for it that's
2: the other right. sometimes you see that too who has the more financial investment mm-hmm. those create certain dynamics and great point you know um that you see whether it's power higher, dynamics power dynamics right yeah. or even if it's the family that's caring mm-hmm. and they're taking on the majority of the care themselves mm-hmm. and they're all staying within their own family context mm-hmm. to provide the care for the mm-hmm. for the person who's maybe dying here in this case um again you get to I was the one who was here this whole life or remember when these things happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was me. So I'm the one right. who's going to step right. in and make these right. decisions or
1: not you know. even dying, but a family member who has a chronic illness. Yes. Yes. Cause yeah. that can be equally. I mean, that has its own challenges. Yeah, it
2: does. Um, you're making me think of somebody I know who, um, has a longstanding MS, yes. you know? Yes. And, um, Watching someone go through that for 40 plus years, the deterioration and how they've been with them. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's somebody who's remembering what they were like Mm -hmm. and depended on them in this context when they were, before they were diagnosed with the disease and now they've been with them. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So one of the challenges I think is the impact on caregiver health. Absolutely. Right. Mental health, physical health, emotional health. Can we talk about that for a few minutes? What do you normally yeah. um, see in your in your in your world? Because yes. I know you know you guys deal with this a lot.
2: Yeah, um, you know when it comes to self care, we again that's something that I always say that the caregivers usually will be someone the persons who either get sick or. I'm going to use this term kind of fall out before the actual person that they're caring for. Wow. Um, you see, and that is just because burn their out. focus yeah, is so much on the person that they feel that they can't have the time to go to the doctor for themselves mm. or they neglect go for themselves. Walk. They totally do. Yeah. They, they absolutely do. That could do. be the codependency piece exactly, you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That. I am caring for someone, and so my needs become their needs. Right. And and when that's really not, it's a fallacy. That's really not right. what's happening. Right, right. Um, sleep, right? Just getting a good night's sleep. Yes. If you spend the majority of your day taking care of someone else's needs, mm-hmm. and then when you get home or if you get home, that's your only opportunity to maybe, you know, um, do something for yourself, or go for a walk, or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. But you don't because you're so tired. Right? Then your needs don't get met. Right? Right. Um, I I recommend body work, and I say that because, and I mean body work like maybe it's a massage, maybe mm-hmm. it's some someone in some context being able to give you some physical touch. There's a lot of healing benefits and yes. benefits to that. So mm-hmm. I always go get a massage. Right. Some people like to get their nails done. Some people like to go golfing. You right. know, I mean, it's not limited to a male, female. Or
1: yoga, yoga moving it. your yep. body, or exactly. a gentle walk. I always tell people just go for a walk yep. in nature. Yeah. Because that can be incredibly grounding. Absolutely. And healing.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, going to groups. Right. <laughs> Take the help.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Take yes. the help and seaport hospice i know you guys have groups right yes
2: yeah we do we do have groups we have a caregiver and the the grieving or bereavement groups um san diego entirely has there's a plethora
1: of resources I out know. there and
2: they're and they're at no cost mm-hmm. and there's no commitment and they're
1: usually pretty high quality yes uh services guys yeah. and just you, because it's no cost you know don't be fooled no. into thinking that it's not high-quality no, uh, support.
2: Right. As a matter of fact, I mean, there are some things written into policies that these very, I would say, high-dollar mm-hmm. um, operations, that they are sometimes required to have some mm-hmm. type of community with that mm-hmm. same set of professional or same set of training. Mm-hmm. Um, people know what you're showing up for. You right. don't. You don't have to go into a bunch of detail. You could show up and not like it. Then don't show up. Go to a different one. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. But if someone says, hey... I can watch so I can watch them for an hour. Mm-hmm. Take
1: it, take it. So let's talk about that because that's one of the big challenges mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. as people present in my practice. You know, as a caregiver, is the guilt. Yes, the guilt and the these conflicting emotions about getting help. Yeah, about leaving their loved one yes. for a few hours. Well, what if that's the time something actually right. happens? Right, Right. Like all this anticipatory anxiety that manifests in that way.
2: Yeah, and we kind of call that bargaining, Mm -hmm. right? That's one of those stages. It's actually a stage Stage of of grief. grief. Yes, But what if, if if you can ask a question or someone answers you a question that says, what if, or you find yourself doing this, it's probably good that you are kind of bargaining, right? Mm -hmm. Because living is about living. Making choices. That's right. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't our own lives don't cease when we are caregiving for somebody whose life is coming to that place
1: and your role you're not just a caretaker right you have you still have other facets to yourself oh yeah absolutely and it's actually really healthy to get in touch with other parts of yourself yeah so that you your identity and sense of purpose exactly. doesn't get dysfunctionally organized around one aspect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly right. That's kind of, I know I wrote that out here somewhere, but you just said it, is it that identity? Yes. Is your, is your identity? I think most people, when you really put that question out Mm -hmm. there and postulate it, the answer would be no. Right. You know, that, that, that that's not the sense of purpose and that's not the sense. Um, but,
1: or it could be a big sense of your purpose, right? But sure. if you're if you're filling your cup, like I exactly. always tell my clients. It's not the only clients, one. Yes, yeah. then you draw from other, other resources. Exactly. And so it's not this thing that becomes depleting, mm-hmm. right? Of course it's stressful. But it could also be an area where you get reward. Yes. You feel reward. Reciprocal. Yes. It could be
2: very fulfilling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're not taking care of yourself, it's hard to really... Um, Feel yeah the the those good feelings yeah because you're you're you know you're just too tired and overwhelmed and, and exhausted yeah and so that's going to take over yes absolutely
2: and that kind of just spills into so many other areas of our lives right? yes. if we're not if we're not good how can we expect to give that love to someone else if we aren't loving ourselves if we aren't caring mm-hmm. for ourselves mm-hmm. can we truly give our best right. which is what we want to do especially. People yes. have such
1: a hard time with that. Yeah, I spend so much time in my practice talking about boundaries, mm-hmm. healthy boundaries and self-care and putting the oxygen mask on yourself. Mm-hmm. People have a really, really hard time with that. Yeah, um, But we can help you at Transcend Therapy, Yes, flesh this out, kind of figure out kind of the blocks that prevent you so from important. doing that. Because I promise you, once you get to that place of healthy boundaries and healthy self-care, it's going to feel so good. It's going to feel so much better. And you actually become a more effective, loving caregiver. Absolutely. It's coming from a different place. Yes. You know, and your loved one will actually feel that difference. Mm-hmm. You're right. And they want you to.
2: Yeah. you're right. That's right. That whole burden that I talked yes. about. Yes. They
1: want you to do that. Mm-hmm. You will be better for them. It helps them not feel bad and guilty if they see you, you know, your life is still going on and you're actually genuinely happy. Yeah. I I would bring it back to culture. Yes.
2: Culture has a lot to do with that. How Mm -hmm. were you raised? If you don't have boundaries or are healthy, what we would call healthy, it's most likely going to be a reflection of. How you were raised and what your structure right, were. Right. And were you ever able to have those boundaries in the first place?
1: Absolutely. And so. I come from a Filipino culture. Mm-hmm. So we have a very strong. You know, uh, conditioning around making sure you take care of your family members, your elders, which I love. Yes. that's one of my the things I love about my culture. Yeah, is we're so family centric. Yes, but there are times when you could overdo it to the yeah. point where it gets unhealthy for you. Yeah. So, with my clients who um are who struggle with the cultural piece of this, mm-hmm. I help them find a a sweet spot, you Mm -hmm. know, a healthy compromise, Mm -hmm. so that it's a win-win. Yeah. And you can get there, guys. Yeah. Oh, you you can. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? It could be two hours of respite Mm -hmm. once a week, you know, where you could just, like we were talking about before, go for a walk, get a massage. Those things will make up those seemingly small steps will make a big difference in the quality of your life i agree your mental health and your physical health agreed but we are now going to go on break and we'll be right back stay tuned thank you for being with us we will continue this conversation
0: supporting local business isn't always convenient but at artis market it is Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned
1: and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name
0: supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido
1: all right welcome back everybody this is get mental this is your host cecile aarons owner of transcend therapy and today with us with joining us today is Ms. angela reedy chaplain at seaport hospice so if you guys are just tuning in we're talking about the benefits and challenges of caregiving and the grief and loss process that uh, caregivers uniquely face so, um, welcome back. So now let's talk about the benefits. Mm-hmm. What are some of the benefits of caregiving?
2: Yes. Um, you know, you we touched on it a little bit before, but we said this thing of um, having it be a reciprocal relationship. The rep- reciprocity yes. of it is that... Oftentimes, when you are caring for someone, you really—it's a very intimate experience, mm-hmm. and maybe you're going to be able to share life experiences, right? Wisdoms that can be passed on. Um, there's there's something about honoring a vow or a commitment, and mm-hmm. we talked about culture. Mm-hmm. That's tied into that, mm-hmm. right? We're mm-hmm. honor. It's about honor,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: um, that was know, the vow. Yeah, that was the vow that we would do this, and that—that's really something that. Transcends um, lots of different uh, religions or yes. spiritual contexts mm-hmm. that there's this, we're, we're honoring somebody else by caring for them and no better time than at the time of death, right? right. Um, They're not illness. alone or illness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're not alone and you're not alone. Yes. You're doing this together. Yes. Um, we're built for relationships. Yes. We're wired for love. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, insight preparation destigmatizing what mm-hmm. some of these things might really look like mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity to be part of someone's journey whether it's caring for them in illness or caring for them at death you will be exposed to these um really kind of essential or elemental processes that go on with that. What does right. that look like? How does those things break down? And it helps you to prepare maybe better for your own future, right? for your own family, yes. to help educate your own family, mm-hmm. right? And what we're doing here is breaking down those barriers.
1: Absolutely. Um, and normalizing, getting help, right. getting support, you yeah. know, breaking the isolation that a lot of caregivers, yeah. you know, tend to have. Yeah. I often,
2: that's definitely what I hear, is when people finally do, Yes, they will sing its praises and recommend it to all their friends. Once you finally get there. Take the first step. Take the first step. Yes. Um, sometimes I wrote this too, is this reconciling yes. through-
1: Enhancing or repairing yeah. relationships. Yeah.
2: Whether that's the actual person you're caring for, or sometimes it might be someone that you have- don't have the opportunity to reconcile. So mm-hmm. you're able to do that and kind of, I don't want to say role play is not the best word, but you're living it out through what you're doing, yes. right? Yes. Um, sometimes what I'll see a lot is people maybe who have done some things in their past that they are not very proud of. And one way of them feeling like they're contributing or-, or um, ah.
1: It's kind of a redemption, exactly.
2: Redemption, Mm -hmm. right? Is through Mm -hmm. the service of others, Mm -hmm. right? And through caring in this context. Yes. Um, So, I think that the benefits of caregiving is that it gives back to you when it's balanced. Yes, that's a great point.
1: When it's balanced, and you'll feel that difference. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing too is a sense of, I guess, a sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. It can also help people, you know, again, going back to as long as it's balanced, right? Like, make you feel like, especially if this is part of your value, Mm -hmm. it can make you feel aligned with your values, that this is what we do as a family. Right. And a sense of pride around that. Yes. Right? This is what we're doing for grandma. And we're all going to come together and... You know, do this together as a family. Yeah. I see that a lot in my culture. Well, you do, and, and it's
2: it, a wonderful feeling. It is. It's kind of generational. I yes. mean, not only in that, but look at look at households that have generations of nurses mm-hmm. or any type of profession that mm-hmm. is a caregiving type of profession. Yes, it's usually a generational yes profession. Yes, and it's in the service. It's in the care. It's in. I mean, we. Uh, it's actually another what we would call a theological or spiritual this love one another yes. the way you love yourself. Yes. That's just this elemental thing. Mm-hmm. And when we are able to live that out that's where we will reap the benefit. Yes. The benefit of it.
1: It feels really good and rewarding and just satisfying mm-hmm. as long as the, it's it's you know on, on the healthy balance side. Yeah. Right? But that tip can happen so easily, you know. And speaking of professionals, we don't have time to get into it, but I do just want to acknowledge the professional caregivers. A lot of them too are uh Filipinos. Yes. Um, because for whatever reason we get into the healthcare field. Listen, <laughs> you care for your own I mean, you know how to care, you know. I had this um this colleague of mine It's like the seed gets planted at such yeah. a young age. You're gonna be in healthcare.
2: Well, you know what? But there's a lot of there's some people out there who um
1: they I think don't we're also good at it. We're you are. Very natural.
2: You are. Mm-hmm. And you're not. I had somebody say, well, we're not afraid to get down and dirty. Basically. <laughs> AC used to, to like, like, saying. Yeah. But it had something to do with, we'll do the dirty work. Right. And that dirty work looks like when we're talking about that personal care. Yes. Or changing an adult's yes. diaper and wiping up, you know, feces or whatever that looks like. Things that some people will generally say, uh, Nope, not for me, not for me, Mm -hmm. that when you talk about Filipino culture, you said that and I thought, oh, that's interesting, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't shy away from that. You don't shy away from that. That's a person.
1: But I, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that, that Mm -hmm. there's so many professional caregivers out there who also go through their own stress and overwhelm. And, you know, this can be really taxing work, Yeah, sometimes traumatic for them. Yes. So thank you for what you do, because I know that, you know. It's not easy. Yeah. So, and it's not like the best paying job either. No. No, I know. So it's, it's a thankless job oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, what about the things we can do to take care of ourselves if we're a caregiver? What are some of the things, you know, you um, advise people? caregivers. Yeah. For self-care.
2: Right. That's what we were saying is um going to groups, right? Or being with like-minded. I say mm-hmm. like-minded
1: because sometimes we say, like, oh, groups is too clinical, right? right? Okay. That's fine. And some people, you know, especially again, going back to culture are not going to want to sit in a group. It's no, like we don't do that. We don't talk about our, our sure. private stuff and share it with strangers. Sure. So
2: people who are like-minded mm-hmm. or who have similar experiences mm-hmm. are often a great resource or just somebody. We don't even think of them. They can be your friends, right. you know, but if you're not talking about what you're going through, well,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: then it's staying in there, right? And then right. we're not processing those grief periods, those incremental grief periods. Yes, Grief will stay. It doesn't, it will stay there until it comes, it will come out, you right. know? If you don't process it, it's it just lingers. It's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still there. It's mm-hmm. waiting for the opportunity to have to to come out, right. whether that looks like anger in an unhealthy, you know, way or, or destructive eat. behavior or
1: emotional eating. Right. I see that a lot. Yeah. People, Um. a lot of caregivers, at least in my personal experience, tend to start to put on weight. Yes. Thank you for saying that. They're reminded me. I said, um. It's true right because that was just my personal observation but no it's it sounds true
2: like so busy taking care of someone else that there's no time to prepare for themselves mm-hmm. but it all goes back to what do you do when the caregiver is sick what do you do when the caregiver is the one who um, is now is he, having high blood pressure because right. they're not getting the exercise because they're exactly yes are you gonna be the best caregiver if that's mm-hmm. truly where your mm-hmm. you know heart is um, the stress reduction that yep. can look like a lot of things we say yoga meditation okay people say yeah that's fine for you right it's not for everyone it's not for everyone mm-hmm. maybe you you pick your own favorite listen to some Nat King Cole or listen to some Stevie Ray Vaughn or-, or just socialize exactly you
1: know exactly socialize have fun it doesn't have to be anything grand or right you know right fancy right watch a movie yeah watching a movie you know, yeah or watch a funny show yeah I'm big on the benefits of medicinal therapeutic benefits you, of so laughter true. it's so mm-hmm. true um
2: the I, I mentioned the, the body work right or if, you know if you if you're open to that I really encourage it because there's something that there's an exchange that happens with physical touch. Yes. When you, are res- when you as a caregiver, give so much of yourself and you're putting that lotion on somebody and you're doing it as tenderly and lovingly, when somebody reciprocates that back to you, yes. it feels really good. Uh-huh. And so you will probably even recognize that caring touch that yep. you give comes back to you.
1: It's, it's and great. And think about it as filling up your, your own cup, cup mm-hmm. right? Because when you're a caregiver... Or therapist, or you know, like yeah. yourself. There's so much output. Yeah, that's what I, I I call it. There's so much output, right? There's so much withdrawal mm-hmm. that's going on that you need to put some deposits in mm-hmm. as so if you want to sus- be to be able to sustain it. Yeah, then, you know. Yeah. So, and also, I think reminding yourself that your work has value. Yes, that this is something that is a really it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it can feel like a burden, right? But again, if you have some um, good self care strategies in place, that's when you can really appreciate mm-hmm. the benefits and the privilege of being a caregiver to your loved one. Yeah. That you get to hold that space for them. Yeah. You're you right.
2: Know? You're, you're, you're 100% right about mm-hmm. that. It's just, um, it's hard. It it's is hard, hard. to get there. It is hard. Yeah. And you got to figure out what works for you because what it's
1: like great, like right? one's for the other. It's not a one size fits all. Right. Right. Um, finding ways to mass communicate. I read that on um, AARP. Yeah. So I thought that was a great uh, strategy. Yeah. Right. Because if you're like the the primary caregiver and you're constantly being called or text Yes. by your family members, what happened? How was grandma grandpa doing I think just streamlining your process yeah is such a practical advice but I think it yeah. also is such a time saver right it, and I agree and I we, especially if you have those demanding families, yeah
2: members. well yeah and we <laughs> joked about this a little bit about I mean myself I'll say I'm technologically challenged I can not barely too. even say the word <laughs> um but especially with this Facebook and you know um social medias <laughs> and stuff like that so in in this age it's more convenient than ever right yes it is we have email communications we have right it's something that and people are more savvy than others Mm -hmm. um but listen there's nothing wrong with pulling out a pen and paper right you know what i mean (laughs) so we if we have that written log then that's a great way for people to communicate because it's something that could be picked up yep um just check the email just check right exactly um so there's many ways to do it. I encourage I encourage figuring out what works for mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but don't be afraid to just pull out the pen and paper if you're not the technologically at person uh, that's yeah. advanced and and is comfortable with that mass communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also sometimes allows people to be really anonymous or right. be be. If I just understand or know what's going on, then that can kind of help keep my anxieties at
1: bay and not, you know, um, kind of keep your finger on the pulse. Right. Exactly. You can contain it and move on with your day. Because there's a lot
2: of injury that happens. Like, well, you never told me or I didn't know this. Just a calendar, a a mass calendar that everybody Mm -hmm. can see what's going on.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Or even delegating certain responsibilities to certain people. I think that's another
1: great advice yeah it's really delegation efficient. don't feel like you need to do it all right we, we go right back to the i'm the only one right you know <laughs> right and again guys consider getting professional support mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right whether that's through therapy or actual um home health care right to give you some respite and relieve you of some of the duties so that you actually have time to take care of yourself yeah it doesn't have to be all or nothing yeah it could it, just be a few hours a week It could be a nap, right? You know, just, and when you're caring for a young child, think about it that way, right? Right. We do that. That's socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. We hire help so that moms can take a break. yeah, So that they can be more present and available for their children. So it's the same thing, guys. Let's talk about resources Mm -hmm. Um, because we only have a few minutes left here. So one great resource, I think, in San Diego is the Aging and Independent Services. Yes. They have a lot, it's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't have their phone number, but if you just Google them, Mm -hmm. AIS, Aging and Independent Services, or you could also start with San Diego Access and Crisis Line. That's a one-stop shop for all of these resources, including support groups. Mm -hmm. And their phone number is 888, if you're in San Diego, 888-724-7240, 888-724-7240. And AARP is another Mm -hmm. great resource. And locally, you could also contact Seaport Hospice. You can, Can yeah. you tell us about what you guys can offer for caregivers?
2: Yes, absolutely. We do have um, individual counseling sessions that are available. And we also have groups for bereavement and caregiving and grieving groups. So
1: Wonderful. Um,
2: and I'll give you our phone number if that's yes. okay. It is 858-634-5870. And okay. that is... Seaport Home Health and Hospice. My name is Angela, you can ask for me. <laughs> I can do you the repeat the well? number. Yeah, please. 858-634-5870. And also in the community here, um, there's a great website. It's called griefshare.org griefshare.org. Correct. You okay. can enter your city and it will pull up all these local sites that are having support groups. Um, this one is more of a faith-based, Okay. Right? But it, is that also uh appropriate for caregivers? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, there's caregivers grief I don't don't shy away from the words the the grief part, yes. right? Um, IHSS, it's local here, the in-home support services. Mm-hmm. Um they're a county and it's often people can qualify for free Respite care. Wow. Yeah. Um, their number is 800 339 4661. 800 339 4661. Great resource. Um, we said that disease specific cancercenter.com. Okay. C- cancer right? It's a it's a disease that affects many. I'm they are a great is. resources for care for everything. Everything caregiving, everything disease informational, but um, cancercenter.com. Cancercenter, yeah, cancercenter.com. It's okay. a great resource for caregiving as well.
1: Wonderful. And the, your services at Seaport Hospice, are they of no cost? To the, to the people who want to attend the groups, or is there a... a... No, no, there's no cost. Okay, yes. wonderful. Thank yeah. you for
2: doing that. For part of the community, and then, of course, people who are within our services um, as hospice, are, are this is part of your service. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, and then I had told you about that beautiful dying expo.
1: Yes, tell us about that
2: one more time. It's coming up November second at the convention center. Um, there will also be the San Diego Tribune is putting on a successful aging and uh, aging. Expo at the same time. At the same time, but this expo that you guys the are... one we're doing we're, we'll be participating. We'll have a booth there. It's called what? It's called the Beautiful Dying Expo. The Beautiful Dying Expo, and it Wonderful. has a plethora of resources, workshops for caregivers, techniques that you could implement for this self care, things Wonderful. that are just kind of outside of the box. It's free to attend. Um, I just recommend it November 2nd, the convention center one day, one day, one day, one day expo. One day ex- expo. There'll Is be it an, no cost to get no in. No cost. Yep. It's Wonderful. no cost. There'll be an evening event that it does involve a fee with, um, Steve Jenkinson. He's known the grief Walker. He's wow. an excellent resource. I'd highly recommend it, but okay. it'd be, it'd be great for connections for this resourcing, for this right. network, for finding what's available for information. Exactly. Yes. It's
1: free. Great. <laughs> So you guys, November 2nd, yeah. Um, this is a, a, a great event. Thank yes. you for, for being part of it. Yeah. Um, so now we have reached the segment of our show that we call Inspiration Corner, one of my favorite parts of the show. And Angela, this is where we talk about um, a client uh, or a real-life story. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't identify who they are. Yeah. That uh, is an inspiration related to the subject that we're talking about. So I have one client right now. She's 81 years old. And we just started working about two months ago. And she came to me because of this guilt, this incredible guilt that she has been carrying around. And it would wake her up in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night because her sister, who is a little older than her, Mm -hmm. is in a home. Mm And the guilt is around her not having the sister live with her. Right. Because every time she visits the sister, the sister will cry and say, I want to go home with you. I want to be with you. Why do you leave me here? And so forth. But the sister is, you know, very unstable. There are a lot of safety issues. She has dementia. She's declining. And so the reason this woman is an inspiration, because despite of how badly she feels about leaving her sister or putting her sister in a home that she has a part the wise self we call it that understands that this is actually what is in the best interest of her sister mm-hmm. right that she is she's making a healthy and her responsible decision yeah absolutely because yeah it, this also impacts her so we talk about like let's play this out okay mm-hmm. what if your sister did actually live with you Let's see what that really would look like. (laughs) No, it would put her, it would put my client at risk. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's 81. She's in great health. But let's face it, she's 81. And there's, you know, some physical limitations, real physical limitations there. But I wanted to share that story just to normalize that this struggle is normal. Yeah. And very, very common. But just because you feel bad doesn't mean you have to listen to that voice and not do the right thing, right, right, and the healthy thing, yeah, for your sister, you know, in this case, for her sister and for herself. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's a good point. A lot of times, the guilt that we experience, it's anger turned inward, right? Mm. We're mad at what's going on.
1: Yeah, this isn't great the way point. that
2: it's supposed to be. Right, I should be able to do something. Yes, it's I can't her helpless. Do anything? Exactly. Yeah, she feels helpless. I have no control. Mm-hmm. They have no control. Mm-hmm. You know, great point. Um, so. Yeah, those um, real hypothetical, very hypothetical, very bargaining type things. But that is a great story mm-hmm. is that she like, what did you say about the wisdom? Wise His, self. Yeah, her wise, wise self. self. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And we we do that a lot of times in our lives. But when it comes to relationships and
1: people that we love. It gets really blurry. It does get really blurry. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, too, I want to highlight is this woman is 81 years old and decided to go to therapy. <laughs> Okay, you guys, like this, th- th- what a great role model. Yeah. You know? No, it's true. Be- the last time she was in therapy was when she went through a divorce, which was like 40 years ago. Hmm. You know? How and did she hear about you? Through her doctor. Okay. Through her physician. Excellent. Yeah. So I was like, good for you. Yeah. You know? Um, and her daughter, she drives to, to my office. Uh, her daughters help pay for her sessions mm-hmm. because a lot of her funds are also going towards helping the sister. Right. Right? So talk about commitment. Yeah. Talk about her wise self. It's her wise self who got her to my office. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like there was a wise part of her that, <laughs> that knew she needed help with this skill. So we're, we're, we're working through that. And so far, she hasn't been waking up as frequently in the middle of the night. Okay. And this is two months in. Okay. so She's already starting to get some relief it is and i wonder how long that has plagued her before she oh right that's what i know you experience time because remember guys i specialize in trauma yeah so of course you know i'm always figuring out and connecting the dots well this guilt also started you know very very early on but it was kind of a similar dynamic yeah not being able to care for her sister when they were younger yeah so
2: you're not alone you know that's not alone you're not alone
1: And there are resources and real help available. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, thank you you guys for listening um, and being with us thus far. Um, We have reached the end of our show. And again, I want to thank my guest, (laughs) Miss Angela Reedy from Seaport Hospice for enriching this conversation. Thank you for having me. I want to come back. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say, I think this might be... um, the beginning of many more conversations so i really look forward to that Mm -hmm. and like i always tell everybody be well and be gentle until next time this is get mental bye for now
0: Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit transcendtherapyca.com. That's transcendtherapyca.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons.